You're listening to the Back Row Jet Show, part of the Back Row Network. Donald trying to extend his drive, throws off his back foot off balance, and he somehow finds Crowder. Jones has a taken away by Jamal Adams, and he is in for a catch touchdown. Reverses all over the place, and the catch is made by Anderson. Now your host, Tom Tuttle and John Eddy Jr. All right, you are listening to the Back Row Jet Show. I am Tom Tuttle, alongside my co-host of Fantasy Fuel as well, John Eddie Jr. Today, John, we are going <laughs> to talk about Jamal Adams. I don't think there's any question. I think if you're listening to this episode, you probably are expecting this. Oh, yeah. Jamal Adams has requested for a trade from the New York Jets, and I, at this point... I really love Jamal Adams. He is an amazing player. I think he's the best safety in football. But if you're going to request a trade and be like this, there's nothing else I can say, but uh, all right, let's get something out of you. I, I, I really want you on the team. I want you to be happy with where you're at. And I want you to think that we can have success, but maybe he doesn't think we can have success and we definitely won't have as much success without him, but we'll see what happens in the future. If we end up, I mean, there's still a chance we still play with him this year and he, he's going to play as hard as he ever would because it would be a contract year next year to where he will be a free agent. So he's going to want to get money from somewhere and, I don't know if you have anything to say in general about Jamal Adams asking for a trade, but I, I have to get that out of the way. Yeah, it's just in general, it this entire offseason for the New York Jets seems like it has been overshadowed by the possibility of a Jamal Adams trade. And mm-hmm. the offseason, you and I both have been very happy, very excited with the draft and free agency. They've done everything they've needed to do, in our opinions, to take the next step forward and be a contender in the AFC East. And then to just basically say, we're not going to keep the best safety in the league. It, it, It seems wrong on so many different levels. But yeah. you can't keep a guy around like that if it's just going to be distracting to everybody else on the team. You know he's going to play hard. And I'm not sure what all stats and stories that you've got backed up, but i got a few that we'll go through along the way, too, of how players respond to him being on the field, whether or not they play higher than their level or if they are just worse players if Jamal Adams on the field. It's... Interesting to see some of the stats that I have when Jamal Adams is on the field, how other players respond. Yeah, I haven't, I didn't really dig into anything like that, which is obviously something I'd want to hear. So I can't wait for you to share that with me. But uh, it's just, it's just (laughs) slightly demoralizing because you knew, at least I went in thinking that this could be a pretty good year for us. But I, I, I still think we could do something depending on what we get in a trade. 
um, and or depending on if he still still plays for the Jets. But right now, it seems like he's asking for a pretty big haul. Oh yeah, and I don't know what the contract length would be, but it sounds like he wants about twenty million dollars oh. or more per year, which I believe is like six million more than any other safety in the league each year. I'm not hundred yes. percent sure on that, but like he's asking to be the highest paid safety in the league, which I understand he is the best safety in the league in my opinion. But to me, it's just not worth paying <laughs> that for somebody who the moment you're not in playoff contention gets an attitude. Right. And that's something that we've discussed before with yes. Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas is somebody who doesn't want that type of attitude on his team. He's, he's drafting, he drafted people that had a really high character and I really appreciate that. And I think that's something that Jets haven't had in quite some time. So maybe now that Jamal Adams is showing, not that he has bad character because he's been fairly good throughout his entire career but now that he's obviously uh, one of the best in the league and he realizes that (laughs) he wants to be on a team that he knows can make the playoffs and not that we can't make the playoffs but he obviously doesn't know that so I don't know whether or not whatever team he goes to is willing to pay the extra 20 million dollars each year I mean that's going to be quite a price to uh, keep him around. And if you don't plan on doing it, what would you really want to trade to get out of that? Like I just, the only reason I can see a team trading for Jamal Adams and giving up anything really is, is the fact that they know they want him for more than just this year. Right. Yeah. That's the biggest thing is, do you want him around for multiple years taking up a giant chunk of your cap and then not being able to surround him with any more support on the defense or in the Jets case, would it have hindered them from getting any offensive pieces if they sign him? Because we still know we need to work on the offense. The offensive line isn't set in stone yet. It is has to be better than Anything that they had last year. I think uh, we started a drinking game last week. So if we're there, you got to take a drink. Uh, We told about the bad offensive line. All right, there we go. Um, But it's going to hinder whatever team he goes to. But what is he really worth? That's the huge question. So I'm going to give you this stat here. Yep. There is some evidence that Adams can provide just an elevation around him to whatever defense he's on. So maybe you don't have to spend a ton of money on the rest of your defense. If it makes everybody around him better, you can pay him and not pay the guys around him as much because they hadn't been uh, elite or great or good or whatever up to that point. But uh, here we go. After three seasons in Atlanta, uh, now, I'm not 100% sure what this stat is. It's war. Now, when I think of a war stat, I think baseball. I think baseball, yeah. yeah. So, um, but Brian Poole in Atlanta across the last three seasons had a .48 war across 2,605 total snaps. Uh, he generated .47 war across just, 100, uh, across just 750 snaps in Greg Williams' defense in 2019. Marcus May, who was drafted 39th overall the same year Jamal Adams was drafted, has improved steadily in each of his three seasons next to Adams, earning a .08 war his first season, 
a 0.13 war, and then a 0.44 war, respectively. So there is some proof here that he elevates everybody's play around him. Now, maybe this is just Marcus May. We like Marcus May. Yeah, We didn't want him to go anywhere. So if Jamal Adams goes, I assume Marcus May will get re-signed because he will not cost $20 million a year. (laughs) Now, this is another one I just had to (laughs) throw in there because we're going to talk about somebody who uh, was just nominated for potentially one of the worst free agent signings in the last 10 years. (laughs) Jets fans, you may already know who I'm talking about since we're talking about the defensive side of the ball. But the cornerback position, of course, Mm -hmm. has been less than a place for Jets players to shine lately. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they had a high-priced free agent acquisition in Tremaine Johnson not that Mm -hmm. long ago. He failed to hold on to the starting job, and he earned a less than zero war in 2019. (laughs) So that's what I'm talking about right there. (laughs) So even Jamal Adams couldn't help him out. (laughs) No, nobody could help Tremaine Johnson out to get back out of the field. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's obviously you have the evidence that Jamal makes things better around him. I mean, it's only been it's only been on one team, so it, we'll see if what them stats look like once he goes to another team and actually performs in whatever way he will. But um, as of now, he has a quote unquote wish list <laughs> of teams that he would like to go to. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to go through each one of them teams that he has on his wish list and see what we can get back as, as Jets fans, what we want to get back, what we might think is realistic, you know, not just draft picks, but maybe players as well. So we'll start with the team we've already kind of talked about and that's the Dallas Cowboys. But there is one more thing that we haven't talked about in the past. And there's a possibility that maybe they can give us back somebody like haha Clinton Dix to where we're not losing a a, a whole ton. It's still <laughs> a lot because yeah. Dix is not Clinton Dix isn't as good as not even close really to Jamal Adams, but it's still something startable that you can put on the field and you know maybe get some other the young guys acclimated to the team first before we actually put them in the starting role. And then obviously get some kind of uh draft pick out of it. I don't know what it would be. That was just kind of a thought in my head that went through my, my brain. I don't know what you think about it. Yeah. He, haha Clinton Dix is really just a middle of the pack safety. Yeah. He's on the field. He makes a bunch of tackles. He's not really a giant playmaker. Definitely not even close to Jamal Adams and playmaking right. ability. So it would have to be at least a first round draft pick and Haha, Clinton Dix. At least, in my opinion, mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. think it'd be more like, "Hey, can we take this Michael Gallup guy off your hands and yeah. a second and a fourth or something?" In yeah, episodes, but yeah, that would make more sense, and I'd be okay with that at this point because I, we'd get a Michael Gallup, which would really help our offense even more, and I'd really be happy with our offense. Our defense, I don't know what we'd think about it yet, but. That would be it'd be a lot of young guys to, right. to build around Sam Darnold, and that would be absolutely perfect if we could get somebody like that out of the Dallas Cowboys, which I think might be one of the most. Uh, that's probably one of the one trade that if the Jets would make a trade, I would like to get a young wide receiver out of the deal. So that would I would like a lot. 
The problem um, with that one is before we move on to the next team. Okay. The Cowboys have paid so many people already, and they still um, need to pay more people. How could they possibly afford to pay Jamal Adams? They couldn't even keep Byron Jones because mm-hmm. they didn't think they could afford to pay him. So what possibly could they even give up to fit him in their salary cap? I could see them being stupid enough to, you know, give give up something in the trade and then say, okay, this is a one-year thing. We think we can win it all this wow. year. And then say, oh, see you later, Jamal Adams, and he'll go somewhere else, and maybe he'll come back to the Jets. Who knows? <laughs> but um, I could see that happening because the Cowboys are very win-centric. Uh, I can see Jerry Jones being like, we're going to win this year. We need Jamal Adams. I've heard that every I, year I, for the past 23 years, <laughs> and they've won three playoff games. So, yeah. Yes. All right. So on to the next team that he has said he wants to go to, and that is the Ravens. Now, go figure, every one of these teams were playoff caliber teams last year, and, of course, he wants to go to playoff caliber team and win a Super Bowl. But obviously the Ravens have a very good chance of going to the playoffs again. It's it's probably the best chance of everybody because their schedule is pretty easy, and they're a really good team. So – I've seen some articles saying that we could get somebody in return, somebody like Marlon Humphrey, which sure. I would be okay with. We need yeah. a, a good cornerback, or Jimmy Smith or Earl Thomas paired with maybe a first rounder or depending on you know what the deal would be. I'm hoping a first rounder. Earl Thomas to me would be a good guy to have in a stop back and, and have that type of guy and then paired up with a first rounder. I'd be perfectly fine with that. Any, any defensive figure that I think is good enough to fill the hole, fill the gap of Jamal Adams, whether or not it's a safety cornerback or linebacker, it doesn't really matter too much as long as he's on the field making a difference. I would love to get either one of them guys paired with a first and maybe a second instead of the first, depending on how teams value Jamal Adams. But to me, Jamal Adams is it worth at least a first round pick and then you got to add in a player or two or maybe another pick depending, but yeah. Earl Thomas, I've loved to watch him over the years. I don't know mm-hmm. how much he has really left in the tank. And yeah, for I the, wouldn't count on it. For the Jets, they really, they should be going young. Somebody that they can hang on to for three or four years and know that they're going to re-sign them for, you know, a good chunk of uh, years. But, and, and I think that would have to be somebody like Marlon Humphrey. If yeah. it's going to be the Ravens, I think that is the only one that makes sense to me because he could still be around for a while. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, he's very talented as well. But I, at this point, it really depends on what the Jets think they have underneath of somebody like Earl Thomas. Like if True. Earl Thomas came in and played for a year or two, whatever it is, and then they replaced it with – with <laughs> that was what was that? Yeah, we I got a follow hear. from uh, okay, Nicholas Paredes, two thousand nine. Um, Thank you for the follow, sir. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, but, yeah, Earl Thomas, it, it depends on what the Jets think they have in the future uh, behind him at this point. And if they think they got something, they can have him sit behind Earl Thomas and we can build on top of that. But, yeah, like you said, I, I think Marlon Humphreys probably the one that makes the most sense as far as youth goes. All, All right. right. Who's next? 
On to the Texans, which this one, I can't quite. <laughs> what do they have left to my, trade? I don't know what <laughs> I, we would get. Like, Will Fuller in the future first-round pick? I don't know. <laughs> and do what they have any JJ future first-round picks I don't anymore? know. <laughs> like, I, I, I would be okay with Will Fuller in the future first, but that's just not where I want to no. go. I don't want it. I don't know. J.J. Watt would be nice to have. It would be interesting to see what he could do on the Jets. I don't know if the Texans would be willing to do that, but I just don't know whether or not he's he's still got it. Like I, every time I see him now, it's just eh, very underwhelming. It's not the JJ Watt we remember. It, it, he's just been, had too many crazy, horrible injuries that just make it. Yeah, so I, I don't see I don't see any legitimate way for the Jets and the Texans to trade together. You never know with Bill O'Brien and the Jets. <laughs> well, I true. mean, we've already had one crazy offseason trade that Bill O'Brien <laughs> has pulled off. So I'm not counting them out. I just right. don't think like Bill O'Brien at all. Right. So I couldn't right. conjure up some weird trade like, hmm, should I trade the best player I've ever coached <laughs> in my entire life? Yes, yes, I think I should. So who knows? I mean, maybe there's there's a couple of guys on really cheap contracts that are just been drafted that we don't even know about. And yeah, yeah, that's good. And yeah, we'll just throw in JJ Watt and you know three or four draft picks. I'm I'm sure he could figure something out. It would be interesting, and I wouldn't say I wouldn't be excited if JJ Watt was of on course. the Jets because I would absolutely I love JJ Watt. I want to see him be successful no matter what team he's on, but I just haven't seen it out of him. But on to the next team that I think would be insane if Jamal Adams went to the Kansas City Chiefs. Ugh. It would be on um, like count them in to another Super Bowl appearance. <laughs> that would just be insane. But if Jamal was going to the Chiefs. I could see us legitimately getting somebody like McCole Hardman. Sure. I think that's they would say yes, we'll sacrifice a young guy that we like or Pringle or Robinson paired up with some good draft pick. And because with them two guys you'd have to get a good draft pick. Obviously right. Hardman, I'd want a good draft pick out of that too. But it, they them three guys there I could see the Jets thinking, "All right, we like these guys." And Obviously, I want Hardman out of all of them. I think he's got the most talent and the most electric uh, play-type ability to where I think the Jets could absolutely use somebody like that, and I would 100% (laughs) be on board with that as long as we got a good draft pick along with it. I don't really see too many legitimate defensive players that make too much sense to me for the for the chiefs to give us anything in return for Jamal Adams. So I'm just going to leave that as, as is. Yeah. The chiefs, I, who would there be anybody, but maybe the Ravens that could contend with them yeah. if they had Jamal Adams on defense, that would just make their It'd defense a top 10 yeah. instantly, just like that. And then if Patrick Mahomes doesn't have to, contend with another team scoring a bunch of points mm-hmm. we saw it in the playoffs where they went down by a number of points and Patrick Mahomes was able to bring him back out of that hole all the way to a Super Bowl victory if he doesn't have to do that and he can just yeah. play football and like mm-hmm. and be like I've got a defense I will get the ball back I'm not worried <laughs> that would make him so much more dangerous and very yeah. scary 
I, 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 again, I have to stress that Jamal Adams is wanting $20 million a year. So I don't know whether or not the chiefs are even thinking about this. Like, yeah, we would love to have them, but 20 million a year. Is well, it really? Here you go. Sammy Watkins is probably not going to be there after this year. Yeah. That is nine, 10 right. million right there gone. So if you just yeah. think of it in terms of, well, we'll put that Sammy Watkins money over here. That means we only have to pay Jamal William, Jamal Adams another $10 million. That's right. it. We're well, just here's 10. the thing, though. I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying Sammy Watkins is a fantastic wide receiver by any means. I'll never draft him in fantasy football right. ever again. But um, if we're given, if they're giving up McCole Hardman, like say I want them to do if the Jets are going to trade, and they lose Sammy Watkins, so they got Pringle and Robinson left to pair up with, with Tyreek. And it's like, do you really want to put everything on Mahomes to get things done? I mean, obviously you still got uh, tight ends and stuff that yeah. Yeah, we don't have to talk about that guy. But I mean, I don't know. I think the moment you start making the quarterback be the guy, you know, he can be, you make him be that guy. It gets really difficult to do that. Uh, you can ask any, but any quarterback that's been good throughout the years. I mean, look at Aaron Rodgers right now. The Packers are saying you have to be that guy. Yeah, and I don't true. know if he can be that guy anymore because he doesn't have the will to do it. So, I, you don't want to crush the will of your young quarterback. And obviously I don't think Mahomes right now is any more close to having a crushed will, but at some point you have to start con- considering your quarterback's feelings. I hate <laughs> saying the word feelings when it comes to football, but I, I don't know whether or not it makes sense for the chiefs to go after somebody like Adams, but you do make a good point. I mean, if Sammy Watkins isn't going to be there next year, then yeah, well, I don't know why you wouldn't, but I don't see them giving up one of the young, maybe one of like Pringle Robinson, but there's no way they'd give up Hardman at that point. No, probably not at that point. So yeah, it's a good roundabout there that we just probably think it's not going to happen with the chiefs. Yeah. So what's left on the list? Uh, well, <laughs> you're an Eagles fan, so well, well. I, there's only really one. Well, there's two guys I would like to have from the Philadelphia Eagles. There's no chance you're giving up Zach Ertz, but um, Dallas Goddard, somebody else that I would like to have. Obviously, he just got knocked out in that fight <laughs> yes, that you, we mentioned on Fantasy Fuel. But I would like to have him. I wouldn't want to get anything too much less than a first-round pick, though. And I don't know even if the Eagles even have one. I don't know anything about what the Eagles have. But I'm going to let you talk. You're the you're <laughs> mainly an Eagles fan, so this is all you. Yeah, um, it's, it's an interesting one because as much as I would love Jamal Adams on my team – the Philadelphia Eagles, because uh, we have had an anchor at safety for I don't even know how long. Malcolm Jenkins for the last how many years? Brian Dawkins before that. You can mm. see just how much of an impact a good safety yeah, can be as the heart of the defense. So it makes sense that he would be somebody to come in and just take over that role. That being said, what we could give up to get him again i wouldn't be a hundred percent heartbroken if we gave up either zach Ertz or dallas goddard i, I would if they want to piss off carson wentz you get rid of zach Ertz. like that would be just insane if they did that now yeah. we've got all of our draft picks the thing here is 
Howie Roseman does not trade away his first round picks very mm. often, if ever. Everything that we have made in the last few years has been a third, fourth, or fifth round pick. And those have been some amazing trades. We gave up a fourth round for JGI during our Super Bowl run. And that was yeah. well worth it. It's a great pick. We yeah. swapped fifth rounds and drafted uh, somebody in last year's draft. I forget who it was, but that's all we did was we swapped fifth round picks and we got a player that we wanted. I'm like, oh, that's great. So I don't think anything will happen with the Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> as much as I would like to see it happen. I just don't, I don't think Howie's going to pull the trigger. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the Joe Douglas does have ties with the Eagles. That's so true. maybe they That's can true. make something connect there. I don't know. I, I like Dallas Goddard. Obviously if we could get Zach Ertz, I would just say pull the trigger. Like just <laughs> right. do it. I want Zach Ertz on my team. You can say goodbye to every other tight end on the Jets <laughs> team. I don't care about them at all. And that would absolutely help Sam Darnold and his confidence oh, and man. our offense would be superb. I would, I'm, I'm just flat out say it. If we had Zach Ertz as our tight end, our offense would be so much better and our defense wouldn't have to be as good as it would be with Jamal Adams right. to be a successful team. So I would be, I'd be on board with a Zach Ertz trade right there. Um, but yeah, there's not a lot else that the Eagles no. have to offer other than both of their tight ends. But uh, we can go and move on to what I, this one. I he said he wants the 49ers to be on his wish list, but I don't see anything else. But the possibility <laughs> it begs the question of Trent Williams. Like right. this was always kind of a, a rumor there for the Jets. Anyway, I, I I don't have to spend too much time on this because obviously offensive line always. Yeah. We can always upgrade it in any possible way, but what you would get, I mean, Trent Williams isn't worth a flat, flat out trade for Jamal Adams. You still have to give me something else out of it, but I, I, uh, it just doesn't, it's one of them teams that's just like, nah, I don't think, but if Jamal Adams was on the Niners, their Ooh. defense was already good. Yeah. I mean, that's another team that if you gave them something, that defense could lead them to the playoffs again, and they could be really good because I don't think the 49ers offense is going to be all that special this year, but that defense would be so good that they would, they would have to make the playoffs again. Yeah. You pretty much said it all. And the only thing I'll put on top of that is why would the 49ers go out and get Trent Williams, who is replacing their longtime star Mm -hmm. offensive lineman and then trade him for a guy on defense when their defense is already good. It just doesn't yeah, it make is. sense. As a Jets fan, you would be more than thrilled to get Trent Williams. I love him, yeah. It it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't sense. make sense. I don't think it makes any sense for them to do that. So nope. we'll move on to the last final team that Jamal Adams has said was on his wish list. Like he gets to choose, but yeah. I guess he kind of does in a way because – uh, you just made everybody say, okay, well, if we're, the, <laughs> we're, if we're the Chiefs or the Texans or the Eagles or the Cowboys or the Niners or the Seahawks, well, yeah, well, we're looking at them now. So, yeah, whatever. The Seahawks, though, are the last team on the wish list. And I, I could see somebody, they could kind of go for somebody like KJ Wright or, or Marquise Blair or Trey Flowers would be a really, I would that not would mind make that sense. at all. I would actually think Trey Flowers would be a good replacement 
Right. Along with a, a great or a good draft pick to go with it. And I'd be okay with it. I, to me, that doesn't really hurt our defense too much. I think Trey Flowers is an excellent player in the NFL. Either one of these guys would be okay. KJ Wright's getting a little old, but yeah. Yeah, I, I'm okay with either one of these guys. Yeah, they're, they're fine. Again, it's not a uh, replacement per se, but again, Trey Flowers with the, as of right now, lack of pass rush, uh, mm-hmm. depending on what some young guys can maybe do. There's not a whole lot there that is really super appealing. I know you'd love if D- DK Metcalf was thrown in that deal, uh, <laughs> but I don't think the That's Seahawks are letting him happen. go anywhere. So, again, mm-hmm. the Seahawks just don't seem like a likely landing spot. Plus, they're still figuring out what to do with Jadavion Clowney. Yeah, that that is a guy that is just throwing a monkey wrench into everything. (laughs) Uh, He still wants to sign with the Seahawks. It sounds like the Seahawks still want to sign him. So maybe, just maybe, maybe they bring Jadavion Clowney back, and that does open up the door for Trey Flowers to leave. I don't know. Uh, that would at least make sense. I, I don't know whether or not it will happen. Again, this is all speculation. We have really no idea what yeah. the Jets are thinking. We don't know what any of these other teams are thinking. And flat out, we don't really know what any of the other teams in the NFL are thinking because it doesn't have to be either one of these teams. This is just where Jamal Adams wants to go, as if he actually controls. I don't know if he's got a no-trade clause in his no, contract. I'm no assuming chance. it's not because he <laughs> was a rookie when he signed it. So, Yeah. Is there even a no play trade clause in in the NFL? Is that even a thing? Um, yeah, I think you can do that as a veteran. Okay. I don't think that's something that is even possible for rookie contracts. Okay. But I think as a veteran, you can probably still get one of those thrown in. I don't think it happens often, but uh, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Back Row Jets Show. Thank you for listening. Uh, remember, you can go to the Back Row Network and find all sorts of other teams that you can listen to. You got the Packers, you've got the Patriots and the Dolphins and the Raiders and all them other ones. Did I say the Patriots again? You I did. did. Okay, um, whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you can go listen to all them and figure out what they're doing and you know obviously go listen to fantasy fuel because that's me and john eddie jr that's where we do all of our fantasy talk and uh and all that jazz and obviously there is another one that you can go to and that is the back row fantasy show they do an amazing job as well which you can go listen to them all right thank you for listening and i appreciate you giving us a little bit of a uh, 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 listen, I guess I already said that, but, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I have a problem ending these shows. I really, really do. I have to like script it out, write it down so I can have it all right in front of me. But again, thank you. Goodbye. 